The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Sunday, January 11th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, fan favorite adult star, Ryan McLean. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. And yourself? Hi, no complaints, ever. That's good to hear. I like the sound of that. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, Happy New Year. Thanks, man. It's going to be a very good year, so that's, that's good. That's great to hear. Same here. We've got a lot of big things planned on the station, and I'm sure you've got a lot of uh, big productions that you're going to be involved in. Yeah, we. Um, I've already got a few things lined up. Uh, there's one thing at the end of this month. Obviously, uh, we've got AVN uh, mm-hmm. coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and then uh, at the end of the month, I'm shooting something. It's, I, I don't know the title of it yet. It's something for Wicked Pictures. Oh, and, right. um, and so they're always good. It's uh, directed by Jonathan Morgan. Um, oh, okay. Been directing for them forever. So yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah, he does a he does a lot. His comedies are really good. Yeah, he's genuinely. I, I actually texted him uh, about a month ago when I was working on another one of his projects, and said, and I texted him and I told him that I actually, you know, I I actually laughed when I was reading the script. I wasn't because uh, some of his stuff is is really funny. He's got a a good niche that he's created for himself there. Absolutely, man. Sounds exciting. Good stuff. So let's jump into the interview. And typically, I like to start off an interview by getting uh, some of the performers' stats out of the way. Because for the most part, the listeners, your fans and supporters, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. You know, the only uh, okay. the only type of um, representation that they've seen of you is basically either in photos or in the scenes that they view on their TV, you know, computers, mobile devices. So let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? Okay. Uh, six one and weighing it fluctuates five pounds or so, but usually it's about one sixty five. Okay. What's your zodiac sign? I am a uh, Libra. Okay. Very balanced, would you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the the yeah the scales right. So just yeah. everything's always always very very balanced and very. It drives some people crazy because we always can see both sides. So that that always drives a few people crazy. But we're pretty cool. Awesome. Pretty easy going. What's your ethnicity? I I am just a regular white kid from the Midwest. So <laughs> I'm just Caucasian white kid. All right now. And uh, how old are you? I am 33. So I guess I'm not a kid anymore. But yeah, 33. 
That's what's up, man. So let's get to know the man behind the performer. You mentioned the Midwest, so where are you from originally? I am from uh, just outside uh, Illinois. Oh, okay. So, um, what, you know, it's Illinois state, So, you, but I'm just inside Illinois. Um, and grew up there, had a perfect, great childhood. Midwest is like a really good place to be from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so yeah, but I lived there my entire, like I, I didn't move from that area until, uh, until college. So I, I was born there and raised there. So. Oh, okay. Cool. So what was life like growing up for you, you know, as a kid, as an adolescent, what was Ryan McLean like growing up? Um, I was quiet, easy. Like I was a good kid. I was not troublemaker, um, easygoing, uh, crazy about sports. I always, always played sports, loved sports and girls. Like I was actually <laughs> funny. I'm in the business I'm in now, but when I was a kid, like I was the first kid to like, kiss a girl on the playground like I was always into girls from the get-go like always just that 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 was what everything revolved around it was you would go to school so you could talk to the girls you liked and then you would maybe learn some stuff so <laughs> yeah it's just very childhood was great great parents great um not a I mean both my parents were married it was a good smooth childhood um nothing crazy you know just your basic midwest life all right now. So uh, what was going on with your life uh, prior to entering the adult industry? I know that you mentioned that you left the Midwest for college. Right. I, um, I originally, um, I was recruited to play basketball uh, in-state and a few other places around there. But I had uh, taken a vacation out to L.A. when I was 16 or 17, um, maybe maybe 15 or 16, somewhere in there. Uh and when I was out in California, I was like, that's it. This is the place. This is the place to be. Um, I had gone to Florida a lot, um, but I had never come out west. And then when I saw California, I thought, this is perfect. So even though I had some scholarship basketball offers there, I actually I was in contact with a few uh, JUCOs out on the west coast in the Los Angeles, Orange County area. And so I came out here to go to college, play basketball, um, and then about a month into it, I quit. Um, I was one of those, like you hear like gym rats where they're just always in the gym, always playing ball. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just crazy. Like, you know, 24 seven, that's all. Cause when you're in the Midwest, like there's not, there's not a whole lot going on. Like you've got sports and family, like school, but like there's nothing fun really to do. So you, you, if you are obsessed with a sport, you, you play it into the ground. Um, and so then I moved to California and, uh, you got beautiful women everywhere. You got the beach, you got movies. I mean, you, there's literally anything you'd want to do in, in a big, huge place like LA. Um, and so I just, I was burnt out with basketball and I was like, I'm done. So I just quit. I didn't quit school. I stayed in school, but, um, but I, I quit playing cause I wanted time to have fun with life. Uh, which yeah. I don't regret, by the way. Like looking back on it, I don't wish I had. I'm. I was a. It was a good decision. I'm. I'm at peace with that. Um, but then you know, I just had odd jobs here and there. I did the acting, like the the extra work. And I actually, it's funny when I first moved to LA, I didn't know anything about acting, and I'd always been obsessed and, and loved movies. Actually, I was a film major. Um, but I didn't. I, I never. I wasn't one of those people who moved to LA to become an actor. I, I, that wasn't me. 
But mm-hmm. when you move, when you move, you're out on your own. You need some source of income. And so I, I looked up. I, I started doing like extra work. Um, and anybody who's ever been to to LA, or I'm sure it's probably the same case in New York. Maybe um, you, there's just places that they just they're filming projects and they need just you know bodies. Uh, yeah. And so I so I did some extra work, and it's really easy. You just sign up online, and um, I, I think maybe when I called, it was back in early 2000, 2002. Um, and uh, I, it's funny because the group, you, you come in like in waves, you know, you come in with like a group of people, it's almost like school. Um, and you, you've got all these people that you, you're constantly seeing on sets, like you see them, and you see them on the next set because you're all just doing the same thing. Um, and I actually had progressed, like I got to, I was getting beyond extra work. I wasn't getting dialogue roles, but I was getting thrown into like major, major parts, like a couple weeks in. Um, and they saw something in you. Right. And so, but, but the thing is, is that I fucking hated it. Like <laughs> I hated it. Like, I mean, it wasn't cool. Like you were, you're on set for like, it's not like porn, like real movies. You're on set for like 20 hours just doing nothing. You just, I mean, there's just nothing going on. It's not like, oh, well, they don't need you, so you have to wait. There's nothing, like, I'm sure they're doing something, but, like, it's nothing you can physically, like, really go, oh, okay, well, they're moving that camera, stuff, that, like, it's just, I mean, to be on a mainstream set is bizarre um, because there's just nothing going on. It just bored me to death, and I didn't really like the acting part of it because I thought that was, like, I just thought it was really boring. And so I just fucking quit. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I just quit it. And a couple of people that I was with were like, wow, you're really, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, yeah, I don't like this. Um, and so, like, I didn't quit for something cool, by the way. Like, I went and worked at a bookstore. Like, I just, um, but yeah. Uh, and so then, so I did that. And then I started, and then started to make some connections um, and, and, and with people in porn. And, you know, that's how one thing kind of leads to another. So, but that's what I was doing before. Okay, that's interesting. So, let's connect the dots. Uh, how did you get into the adult industry? What uh, led to your decision to uh, to start working in porn? Well, I um, it was it's weird actually. Uh, you know, everybody's got like a different story how they how they do something. Um, but breaking in to be a, a male performer is not easy because uh, I mean. <laughs> A lot of people like dream job, like you know, and a lot of people um, think they can do yeah, it. Yeah, everybody but thinks not everybody they can do can. it. Everyone wants, right? Uh, you know, and you've got it's kind of like a like a locked off society where those people in it, you don't want more people in it because then you know it's just it's taken away from your work or it's just you know it's it's not easy to break into at all. Um, but I had a few friends who were who were in it. Um, and so I started doing, like, I started working behind the camera. I was, uh, I was working on set, I mean, like, menial jobs, like a production assistant, you know. And um, I was working as a production assistant, and I was working, I was uh, driving girls and, and, and guys to their shoots, just as a driver, like, basic, nothing important. Um and I, I didn't, I didn't want to be in front of the camera. Like I didn't, it wasn't like I was, I didn't do that as a, well, maybe this will be my way to break in. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my Which angle. a lot of people do uh, do that kind of stuff. Right. I just did it as a way of income. 
Um, and so I had to, you know, the girls I would drive to set or some people on set, you know, they would tell me, you know, you should perform. And I, you know, because it's way more money to perform than it is to be like a production assistant. Um, first off, when you're a production assistant, you're on set all day and you're making, you know, a fourth of the money as if you were a performer. Um, so, but, but I said, no, I was like, no, I don't, I, I really just didn't, I didn't want to do it. Um, I mean, when you, there's one thing having friends in porn and, and driving porn stars to and from set or working on set. There's a whole nother thing when you are in front of the camera. Like that's a whole nother, uh, aspect to life that you have to realize you're closing doors or you're, you got to tell your family and it's, it's a whole nother bag of stuff. So I always kind of dismissed it. And, uh, Bottom line, how I turned, what switched me on was um, I had a, a girl that, that I was completely in love with. Um, she was uh, my best friend. Like, you know, one of those pathetic movies you see where the guy's in love with the chick and she doesn't like him. And uh, I was young and I thought, you know, when you're young, you think, oh, well, I'll get her to like me. You know, she just, just wait, like, I'll do this or that. You think you can change, like, when you're you're more mature in life, you realize when someone doesn't love you, they're usually like, that's not going to change, you know, um, they romantically love you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I was just crazy in love with this girl, um, for years. And she'd been my best friend for 10 years. Um, and then she, uh, she got, she got engaged and, um, got married and like the day after her wedding, I, I called, uh, you know, I knew everybody in the business by that point, you know, cause I've been working around so much. And so I called an agent and I said, Hey, put me on the site. Um, I want to do it. And so like, it was basically, um, I don't feel like a broken heart led to it, but like, you know, different people deal with, different situations, different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I dealt with that. I was like, okay, I'm jumping into porn. I'm going to actually do, I'm going to perform. Fuck it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the path that got me into the actual performing side was, I mean, I can tell you right now, if that girl had said, you know, Ryan, um, do you want to marry me? And then I would have, I would have to be with her and that's living somewhere, not in LA, you know, um, yeah, I wouldn't have, none of this would have happened if she had said, if she had married me or asked instead. So, so that's, it depends how you want to look at it. Like, I think things, you know, things always work out like they're supposed to. So, exactly. um, so yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That's quite the story, man. That's a fascinating story. That's a, that's a freaking romantic comedy right there. <laughs> Although it, it's sad yeah. romantic comedy because you didn't get the girl, but, um. <laughs> You ended up getting multiple girls, right? Yeah, I mean, if you you know, there's there's days when you know you're sitting there and you think to yourself, "Good grief!" Like, you know, thank God I stayed single. You know, it's so um, yeah. It's just interesting. Like that's that's how I that's how I started out. I never, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I fell into it, but um, I was never really pursuing in front of the camera heavily. Just kind of, mm -hmm. it was kind of my my response. Not in like a revenge way, you know, just like in a, well, fuck it. I need to somehow get over this. And so that's what Why I'm doing not do to get this? over it. Right. Yeah. 
and make more money. So Exactly. Okay, so I want you to break down exactly how long you've been in the business. So how long have you been in the business in general because you were working behind the scenes and, and how long right. have you been in front of the camera? Okay. Um, in general, uh, I think seven and a half years. Okay. Um, now, in, but in front of the camera, um, and when I say seven and a half, I mean, that's, that's very vague as far as going back to when I first started knowing people like, um, but I, but in front of the camera, um, this is my fifth year, my full, like full on fifth year. I've had five years in. So, okay. uh, August, we will be the start of my sixth year. That's what's up, man. Congrats. Certainly uh, veteran status. I mean, you, you've been, you're no longer a newbie. No. Well, that's funny, too, is because, like, my work, this past year, I worked more than I'd ever worked. Um, you know, as a, as a male performer, it's the exact opposite of female performers. Um, a new girl comes on, and she gets a ton of work right away because she's brand new, and everyone wants to shoot her, and no one's seen her. You know, it, I mean, guys, we're simple. Like, we want to see pretty much all women naked and having sex and... Uh, so if there's a new girl that we haven't seen. We're like, yeah, absolutely, want to see that. So you hire her, and she, you know, she's going to get clicked on on the internet. You know, she's going to get hits. Um, but as a guy, it's the opposite. They don't want to hire the new guy because maybe he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Maybe he's going to bomb. Maybe he's going to, you know, just be. You know, there's all kinds of. And if as a guy, if a girl's horrible, well, you're still going to get. She's not. You can still do the scene. If a guy yeah. can't get it up, then you're 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 out of you're out of, you're not screwed. You know. You're out of but, gas. Uh, so yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's true. Uh, guys have a lot more to prove uh, of themselves in the industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just uh, it's a whole different different road, um, and it's great because if you if you can prove yourself like I've been able to do, you know, you can just be around for a while because, um, it's, you know, it's not easy. Uh, and I don't say that to discourage people from trying to do it. I'm just saying just, it's not easy. Uh, a lot of people can't do it. Um, and I don't mean that as far as a lot of people, uh, that are sitting at home going, I could do that. And I'm saying, no, you can't. I'm saying like, you know, people actually, break through the walls and actually get in the business and they're on set and then they can't really do it. Um, you see it all the time. So, uh, so yeah. Absolutely, man. So how did you come up with your porn name? I always feel like uh, a name is very important. You know, you got to pick the right one. You got to pick one that's catchy that people can associate with you. And, uh, I don't know. It's always interesting to hear how someone picks a, picks their uh, performer name. So how did you come up with yours? Well, I came up with mine. Um, my real first name is Ryan. Um, and so I didn't, just me personally, I didn't want to be on set and having somebody go, hey, Tom, you know, and it's like I didn't want to have, to have two, because people are usually going to call you by your first name um, on set. And so I didn't want to have, I just wanted to, it to be, my, my real name's Ryan, my stage name's Ryan. I just wanted to keep it the same. Because I, like I like my name, I wanted to keep it the same. There was not... Uh, now there's another, there's uh, Ryan Driller, um, but before, but when I started, he he wasn't really on the scene, so there weren't really, it was good, because there weren't really any other Ryans to speak of at the time, so, um, 
So, you know, it, that's another thing when you're picking your name is you see so many girls and it's like, it's like toy Mickey's, you know, and you're like, okay, I mean, um, but yeah, in my last name, McLean, um, is just from Die Hard. Okay. Uh, that's what I assume. But that's, that's, yeah. The ultimate guy movie. And so that's what I went with. It sounded good together and I didn't want anything too, you know, Wicked Pictures is not going to want to put you on a box cover with the name, some stupid name, you know? It's, you know, so you got to be careful what name you pick. Like, if people think, when they think porn names, they think something, you know, catchy and, like, you know, Big Schlong Don or Dick, something. Dick that's not, or something. Yeah, that's, that's not going to work. So companies don't want to have that on their profile. Yeah, I think you, I think you made a good choice. It Certainly, it sounds like a normal name. If, yeah, I mean, know, if you take the I mean, porn the only, aspect out of it. Yeah, there's there's no real there's no real point. I mean, the only negative to my name is a lot of people. There's a lot of different ways you can spell McLean. Um, yeah. So so I mean that's the only. If you wanted to if you wanted to pick out a negative, that that would be it. But I'm okay with it. Sounds good, man. So uh, when you're on set and uh, you're getting ready to perform, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most on set? Um, I really, uh, I struggled now uh, that I've performed so much. I, I've, I've honed into my, uh, I don't really know a word for it, but, um, I know the things I, I, I'm, I'm at such a point where like things don't throw me off as far as like turning me off. Things don't, they don't throw me off as, or catch me off guard or mess mess with my head as much as they used to because I just okay, I know good. the early signs yeah I, I just kind of have trained my brain to, to function with it as far as the things that used to trigger me that would really be a turn off would be um, <clears throat> unintelligence um, is I there's actually there's a lot of really smart women in porn um, mm-hmm. some of the smartest women I've ever met um, actually are in this business um, and I agree. But there I've are, interviewed a lot right. of them, right? And, but then and there um, are not. It's yeah. just like life, you know. Um, and so I, that type of, you know, the things. And if, if I see that you're the type of person, if I get that vibe that you're going to say things that's going to annoy me or or be a turnoff, then I kind of just steer. I mean, I will. I'll stay out of the room um, and just just keep myself busy until they, they call me for, for stills and I go in there and I, you know, I don't need, I don't need warm up to like talk to you or I don't need to, to touch you before we work to get going and turned on. Like I can, I can turn it on pretty quickly. So, um, uh, yeah, there's not that many terms. I mean, I would say that personal hygiene is important. Um, you know, don't, you know, when, when girls, when you've got a girl who, has a bad odor or smell like that. That's a rough day. Um, but, but, uh, as you know, turn on, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it can be exciting. Like three days ago, two, three days ago, I, I was headed to set. I knew the company I was working for. I knew the director. I knew how much I was making. I knew my wardrobe. The only thing I did not know was who I'm working with. <laughs> you know, so you show up and you're banging this girl that you literally just met, you know, and that can be, for me, like that's, I think that's exciting. I think that's great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to know you. We don't need to have a conversation for me to be turned on. Um, I don't mean that in like a chauvinistic way, but like, uh, yeah, I it's it, it's almost like you go to a club and you see a you see a girl and you just go have sex. Like it's it can be it can be great. Uh, I work with a lot of different girls. I I don't get the same girls. I work with a ton of new girls. Like every I can have fifteen teens in a month, and it can be thirteen, fourteen different girls. Mm-hmm. Um, without question, like that's that would be it would be more common for it to be that way than to be like five girls. Um, so, so you just you you know you always find something. You look at a girl and you see, you know, you always just pick out some feature. You know, some women have great eyes, some have, you know, great boobs, great ass, like whatever. You know, legs. You just find something. You know, and a lot of times it's more than one thing because there's a lot of beautiful girls in the business. Um, so yeah. Good answer, man. Okay, so you've been in a variety of different types of productions, from like the reality-based type uh, productions to features to things that I like to call skit-based. You know, a lot of the things that are that are in like um, Naughty America and like Brazzers, they do kind of like what I call skit-based type of thing. There's like a little skit in the right. beginning, and, right. and there's minimal acting, but there's some sort of uh, storyline type of thing going on versus where it's more reality based where it, it's there isn't necessarily that type of storyline and that kind of thing and my question for you is do you at all prepare yourself mentally in different ways depending on the type of scene that you have to shoot um now are you saying the scene or the role well i, I guess they kind of I go guess hand both, in right? hand I mean, yeah yeah um yeah i mean you can't, I mean, there's, there's certain companies and, and the day is just easier. I mean, I remember when I first got in and I, when you first get in, all you want to do is you want to shoot for like Vivid or Wicked or Digital Playground. You know, you want to get that big feature movie where, you know, there's, there's a big, huge script and, you know, there's all kinds, of, there's three or four days of production. That That's kind of what you dream of wanting. And that's awesome. But then you realize that you're making the same amount of money if you're doing a three-hour day for a skit-based scene that you're going to be, you're going to show up, you're going to fuck her, and you're going to leave, as opposed to being on set for 15 hours. And, you know, you need both in your life, because I, um, I don't have a girlfriend, and I don't have, my family lives, you know, back in the Midwest, so I don't have any family here. I come home to, to an empty home. Um, I don't have any animals. So, like, some days it's, it's nice to be on set for, like, 15 hours because usually it's my friends and it's um but but the, the mental preparation when you're it, it's 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 not just also mental preparation when you're on on set for like the different companies but if you're doing like a major feature movie odds are they're going to want multiple wardrobe um so you have to you kind of have to prepare because your call time is probably going to be 8 or 9 a.m so you have to have you know, your wardrobe dry cleaned and you have to have all that picked up day before um, and be prepared that anything you need done in the next two or three days, that you've already done it because you're going to be on set until 10 o'clock at night and then the next day you're going to be, you know, if you're doing a three-day feature, you're going to be on set from, the girls will be there, you know, 7 a.m. to do, you know, hair and makeup. But as guys, we're there, you know, around 9. So you're going to set from 9 to 9, 
every night. Um, so you have to, you kind of have to prepare as far as just life, um, because everything, uh, I like to eat healthy. So, you know, you get off set at 11 o'clock at night and the only thing that's open is, you know, Carl's Jr. <laughs> Damn it. Um, cause it, you know, it's funny too, by the way, uh, when I first started in the business, I told you I worked behind the camera. Um, when they were, you would work on a feature, like they had full blown budgets for, for, uh, catering and, um, you know, you had the whole works. And these days, you know, you show up to set and you're lucky to find a protein bar. Like it's just, oh, wow. there's just not, you, it, you know, you bring your own food because, and it's not, I, I'm not ripping the company. Like there's just not the money in it because of the internet and the free porn. And, and there's just not money in porn like there used to be. Um, so you have to, you have to bring your food basically because, um, I, I have a crazy fast metabolism. Um, and I'll get hungry and, and I'll, you know, and so I, I will have to bring my food because there won't be anything there. Um, so you, you have to prepare in, in, in that sort of way. Um, as far as the actual scene and the sex, um, it's, it's all pretty much the same. Um, if I'm shooting a, a quick day for Bang Bros, where it's the skits simple, and I'm in and out of there in, in three or four hours compared to a scene for, you know, Digital Playground, where you're on set for 20 hours, it, it's it's all kind of the same because when you, you know you don't you don't really prepare for the sex until there's about, you know, 15 20 minutes before the sex scene. You know, you're not thinking about the sex scene all day. Um, so it's all the, the, your your routine you prepare before you actually have sex. Is all this? It doesn't really change depending on the the production. It's all pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only thing when you're doing a feature, you you're usually going to have more time with the person you're having sex with. Like you know, if I'm if I'm doing a, a skit thing like for Naughty America, I see my girl. I maybe say hi to her sometimes, and then she's doing the pretty girl stills, which are just the stills of her, and then it's sex stills. And I mean, I've been on set for 10 minutes, you know? So, like, I, there's a chance I haven't said anything. There's a chance I don't even know her name yet, you know? Um, yeah. So, like, as where if you're doing a feature, you're, you've probably had a conversation with the girl before you have sex because you're, you've been on set together all day. Um so that, I mean, that can be good and bad, you know, depending on who you're with. Definitely, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, I want to go back in time with you. Uh, so let's jump into our DeLorean, and I want to get your just initial take on your first day on set as a performer. What was it like for you? Were you excited, scared, nervous, or because you had already been on set doing uh, behind-the-scenes work, you know, was it really just like another day on the job, except you're actually um, having sex? Yeah, I mean, I, I I had always, first of all, and, and if, we, if we're going to go back, I, I, I got to tell you something which I haven't told you before, which is, um, like, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with porn, like all kids are, I think. Um, when you get when you're a when you're a guy and you get that certain age, you know you just become obsessed with naked girls. Um, it doesn't matter in what form you're finding them, whether it's the internet or Cinemax or whatever. Um, but I had always like when I was in high school. I guess when I say obsessed, like when I was in high school, I knew like all the porn star girls' names. 
and like no one else did. Like they just knew. Like they were like they just they just watched chicks have sex. But I like knew the companies and the names. So I mean, I almost feel like that it was. I don't want to say destined, but I'm not surprised I ended up in porn, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, it's not a surprise. Um, but, but the, you know, the first day on set was, it was funny, actually. It was just supposed to be a, a, a blowjob scene, um, and it was for a director of Barrett Blade, um, who kind of had taken me under his wing in the aspect of uh, when I had been on set um, not performing, he had told me, you're going to perform. He he went through the the gamut of of everything to expect when you're going to perform, um, and not just on scene but in life. And so he had really kind of taken me through the ropes and shown me everything. Um, it's, I mean, you have a benefit of sitting down with a avian award winning performer mm-hmm. for three or four hours and having him just give you advice. That's invaluable. Um, and then. So he was the person who hired me. Cause no one else. I mean, I, not to, not to hate to break it to anybody out there, but like no one's gonna hire you. Like I mean, unless unless you have a girlfriend who's in the business, like no one's just. It's a little different now um, because uh, you know there's a lot of agencies that pop up. But I mean, bottom line, like no one's gonna hire a new guy. Like they're just there's there's too many guys like myself who've been around, and they're not gonna mess with it. Like it's just. No one's going to hire you. So he was the only person who would even look at me, you know, as far as uh, giving me a scene. Um, and so he threw me on a, on a blowjob scene, because that's usually what you'll get, is they're not going to give you, like, a full scene, a full boy-girl sex scene for your first scene. Um, so it was just a blowjob scene, and I wasn't nervous. And I like, I, like you had alluded to, probably because I'd been on set so much and knew everybody, um, it was a huge advantage in in terms of being comfortable on set because I'd been on set for two years before. Um, I just hadn't been performing, so I really wasn't nervous. I was excited, um, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a blowjob scene. It's pretty. You would be surprised how many people can mess up a blowjob scene. Like how many guys, but but for me, you know, you just I, I remember I did the scene and then um, the person. Uh, after me, they were doing two scenes, and the person after me, actually, the guy had canceled it um, because I think, if I remember correctly, he got like a, a better blowjob scenes. You you make so little money um, that it's it, it sometimes it can be an understanding with you and the director that hey, if I get a bigger role, um, I'm going to take that. So uh, so the, the guy after me had had canceled, um, and so Bear asked me, he said, "Can you do another one?" Um, and for me, I mean, I was, I don't want to say I was broke at the time, but I mean, I didn't have very much money and I mean, I was going to make more by doing two than I had made in like the last two weeks, you know? Um, and on top of it, it's just another blowjob. So I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so I, it's funny. My first day I actually did two. And I mean, it's now you can argue the validity of that because it's just a blowjob. But, uh, but yeah, that was my first day and it was, um, awesome. Yeah. So no no complaints. Sounds good, man. So right now I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? In a scene, 
vaginal. Like, because, uh, I mean, it's very difficult not to come across a pussy that feels great. And I'm not huge into the anal sex thing. Like, I'll, as a guy, like, I think it's more the idea that you're, you're sticking in a girl's ass and actually how it feels. Like, it, it's not... I mean, when you're fucking a girl in the ass, it's great because you're fucking her, but it, it's, to me, I prefer the vag. So, um, and as far as an oral blowjob, some chicks, especially MILFs, give deep, like blowjobs that you're just like, you need to slow down because they're not ready for the pop shot yet. So, <laughs> but then you get, but then you get like, a, like I had one girl and I had no, I have no idea what her name was. I can't remember, um, which is great because I wouldn't want to say it anyway, but like, you know, she takes, we, we start the scene and she, she takes my, my dick out of my pants and I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm hard and there's no, she just starts jerking it and there's no lube. She doesn't spit on it. She doesn't lube. And I'm like, babe, that hurts. Like you've got like, just raw. <laughs> and then, you know, you, there's a lot of new girls who don't know how to give a blowjob. Um, so, uh, that's, I mean, I definitely, the, the oral part can be great during a scene. Um, but, but I find that the oral part during a scene is better when you are, um, when you've got good chemistry. Um, if you don't have good chemistry, it's, it's great. I mean, it, no one, there's also saying, there is such thing as a bad blowjob. If somebody says there's not, then they just fucking haven't had it yet. Um, yeah. Because there is. Uh, and, but there's very, very, very little such thing as a, as a, as a bad pussy. Like, if you're going down, like, we want thing, but fucking it, usually always probably pretty much feels great. So, that's got to be my favorite part. Sounds good, man. Uh, what's your favorite sexual position when you're on set, and does that differ in your personal life? Uh, it, it, it doesn't. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I actually have very little personalized sex. Um, all kinds of factors. It's, I don't, I don't say I don't have the time for it, but I kind of don't have the time for it. And, um, it's complicated, um, which is a whole nother set of questions. But as far as, but as far as favorite position, it's, it's usually, it's the same. And there's not, there's nothing different. Um, which is, I just, I love cowgirl. Um, when a girl is on top of me, uh, I love it. I mean, you, you're not, you're not always going to get necessarily like the best, like pounding fucking going on um, with it, but but I, I love women and I'm a, like if, if if I had to pick one like I always tell people I'm a space guy and as far as actual body part it it fits like I like boobs all day long like I um, now I, I'm not like you know like every single type of boob but like that's my thing like I if I really have great tits than anything else um, so like that's a great position for that it's very visual for me. So, um, so cowgirl is, is definitely my favorite position. Um, I hate, I, <laughs> I, the, the only thing that I guess would be different between personal and, and on camera is I really hate doggy on camera and hate's a strong word. Um, but I kind of, it's frustrating for me because I do not have a huge cock and what happens on camera is you have to like always open up. So they can see the, the the dick going in the vagina, right? So like, 
at home, you can just, at home, Dolly's fucking great, right? You know, you're pounding away, she's, her ass is coming back on you, it's, it's amazing. But on camera, like, Dolly's different. Like, she's in the doggy position, but you are, like, your hips are almost, like, opening up, like, you're, you know, you're letting, like, a defender go by, you know? <laughs> so, like, so, so you're kind of just more, like, coming in at an angle, and you're not really... It's, it's. I mean, you know what I'm talking about because you've seen it on camera. But yeah. like, it, it's not. It's a position where you have to open up, and especially because I'm not huge, I have to. I'm so little of me is actually inside of her that um, it's just. And especially like if a girl has like if, if I show up on set and a girl has like a massive ass, I'm like fuck. I, that sounds crazy, but I, I'm like, oh, it's gonna make my day way more difficult because. I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to open up this massive ass. And I love, I'm not just dissing on the asses. Like, and we all love great big asses, like, for sure. But as far as on set, like, that's a pain for me. Because I know it's going to make it twice as difficult to open up with the camera. Um, so, so definitely I dislike doggy on camera. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's kind of a little bit into that, into the position stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, that actually absolutely makes sense yeah so i completely understand where you're coming from and of course we all know how a scene ends in a scene where is your favorite place to shoot your load um you know i'm i'm spoiled because i i've I've come on so many chicks faces like i'm so spoiled because i know people who've like not gotten to do that ever and i do it like five times a week but like, it doesn't matter. I mean, face is is cool. Like I get like when I'm at home and I'm jerking off and, and I'm watching porn. Like, like the facial is like great. It just it looks great. It really does. But when when you're on the camera or when you're when you're doing it as a performer, the facial is the most stressful one, um, because you got. <laughs> You got this face, right? Like, it's looking up to you, and it, you got to hit the face, but not hit her eyes, because, like, you know, you can hit her eyes if you want to be a dick, but, I don't, you know, you don't want to do that because you want her to like you so then want to work with you again. And even if you were never going to work with her again, that, that, just, you want to avoid the eyes, but you want to hit the face, and you can not just want to hit the face, but you got to hit the face so that they see it, so they don't squirt, like, off to the side where they don't necessarily, so it's tricky. Um, so if, if it was up to me, I would do facial sometimes, but I would probably very rarely pick facial because it's, it's just it's, it's just it's a trickier thing to do. So like you don't you you don't always you don't enjoy the the pop like the physical act of coming as much as you do at home because you are having to be a professional about it and make sure it goes in the right spot. So. It's tricky. Like, um, occasionally you actually get a, they'll, they'll want you or they'll let you do like a come in mouth thing. Um, and that, I mean, that would probably be my favorite because that just feels fucking amazing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and you definitely, <laughs> I always want to be in control of it too because it's, it's, a lot of times the guy, a lot of guys, uh, I know they like when the girl takes control of the dick and she, but a lot of times like a chick, She'll be new, like you get a new eighteen-year-old, and she's jerking you off for the pop shot. And it's not that you can't—you can come, but like you don't know where. She doesn't know to like 
Like, if you're working with, like, a veteran, like a Tory Lane, she knows exact. I'll give my cock to her, and I'll have no worries because I know she knows exactly where it goes. But you get to, like, an 18-year-old, and it, who the fuck knows where she... You're about to come, and all of a sudden, the cock is, like, off to the side or it's in her <laughs> mouth, and it's not supposed to be in her mouth, and you're like, bitch, give me, don't... And, you know, she just... And it's not even that she's... It's not... Some chicks would do it so they don't get shot in the eye, but usually it's just the chick doesn't know better, you know? Um... So it's always tricky when the, when the director says, "Okay, she's got to jerk you off," because you never, you never, uh, you never know if you get the vibe early on if that's going to work or not. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. Good grief! Uh, the the pitfalls of being a porn star sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. For those out there that are listening, and, and let's say that someone has tuned in that has never had the chance to see one of your scenes, how would you describe your fuck style to them? Um, I, I've had girls, usually they call me like, they'll either call me a machine or they'll call me the fucking jackrabbit or the jackhammer. Like, I fucking, I don't take it easy. Um... Not that I'm like the most violent, aggressive performer, like a, you know, like I'm not like a Rocco Sofredi or something where I'm beating the crap out of a girl. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm usually giving it like a lot of effort. Um, I'm not laying back, just letting the girl do the work. Um, I like to think that I put in, let me, let me phrase it this way. I put in as much effort as I have on that day. Um, I'm never there just to get fucked and pick up a check. Like, I'm always trying to fuck somebody hard. Um, and you want you want the girl to be and to enjoy it and be in pleasure, but you also, it's it's a it's a scene, it's a job, and you your job is to, like, to fuck her hard, you know? You're not, you're not there to, like, just kind of... Sometimes you are there to make love. Like, if it's a certain company or a certain... Yeah. If it's a, one of the couples' to, movies, or if it's like a, a right. more romantic yeah. production, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, so I mean, I I get, you know, I mainly work for like Penthouse, Naughty American, Wicked, and News and Faces. Like, I don't get, I'm not getting the roles. I'm not working for the companies that want you to beat the shit out of the chair. That's just that's not my scene. So my scene is usually more of the romantic or fucking your neighbor type thing. Um, but I, but I do go, I, you know, I don't watch my stuff that much, but I mean, I, I would say to people that like, I go as hard, you're going to see me putting an effort. Like I'm going to be sweating. So like, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is I, I give, I give an effort. Like I, I work hard at it. So yeah, man. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain intensity to your scenes. Yeah. I had, um, I had, Nikita Nikita Von James um, was was told me that she told someone else and they told me that she's she basically she said that there's like that, that I'm very um, intense like especially facially um, that I'm I'm really like I'm not checked out um, there are some guys who I won't name who are good performers you know they're they're hard you, you know they're dependable but they're they're not always there and I'm usually like. I'm there. Like, I'm in, I'm fucking you. Like, I'm looking you in the eye and I'm fucking you. And, um, so yeah, there's definitely, I try to bring, 
intensity. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, man. Sounds like we need to have a conversation after the show. I'm curious to know who's not there. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting, man. Okay, so you've starred in several high-end porn parodies, just to name a few. You know, there's Dallas, Duck Dynasty, American Hustle, Howard Stern Show. You know, a lot of uh, really uh, high-end porn parodies where, you know, they're... I hate the word parody because parody always sounds like they're making fun of something, but it, they're basically porn right. versions of, of um, you know, these mainstream properties. So my question for right. you is... What's it like getting the chance to play, uh, you know, these iconic characters, these characters that uh, we've seen, whether it's on a TV show or in, in the theaters, in a movie, or on, you know, reality TV, whatnot. What's it like playing these characters? Um, it's cool if it's the, you know, and usually directors are going to, they're going to hire you, they're going to cast you for a role that you they already think you're going to either look like the person or be good at. So you're kind of put in a good position um, of success. Um, I'll say, when I, honestly, my first big break as far as becoming a performer was um, Tabitha Stevens and Gary Arona. Um, they hired me. They did the uh, Psycho parody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I, so I started in that. And that was kind of my big break as far as people. That was if, if, if I had to look at like one thing that kind of gave me a break, like that was it. Um, and that was fun shooting that. Um, uh, I, I won't say anything about the, my, my, my opposite, my opposite lead. Uh, but I'll leave it at that. But, um, the act, but they were great. I think you said uh, enough by just saying that. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, 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 yeah, but anyway, um, but, uh, and then I did, uh, the, the Howard Stern one was a pain in the ass. Um, it was like trying to impersonate Howard Stern. His voice was probably the most difficult thing I've had to do in this business. Yeah. And honestly, like I didn't nail it. Um, I did as good as I could do. I mean, that's the thing. The thing too, that people don't realize about porn is it's not like a mainstream. Like I'll get my script for tomorrow's movie or for, let's say today's, Today is whatever day today is. Let's say today is Sunday. Let's say Sunday. Okay, so let's say it's Sunday. I'm shooting a movie on Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. I'll get my script like Monday night. So there's only so much preparation. And, and not only do I get my script Monday night, but I'm shooting Tuesday. So like, you know, it's not where you get to really research and really dive into a role. Like, you just there's just not the time. So like... You know, you, you have to try to impersonate and try to be like somebody and you have, you know, a day or two to do it. I mean, theoretically, you'll get cast a week or two in advance and, and so, but you're but you're busy shooting on other projects and you just don't, important, it's weird, like, you just don't have the time that you get in mainstream. Like, we, like, you know, we are in a, in a week, we're a doctor, a, a school teacher, another school teacher, and like a, a trainer and a, you know, librarian or whatever, like, it's... So, so we don't ever get to really hone in on one role. Um, with the parodies, like you, you sort of do, but um, the, like the Howard Stern thing was just a, was just a pain because he, he has such a unique voice um, that it was just it was really difficult doing that one. So, and I, I don't think, and he never mentioned it on the radio. Um, 
which I don't think he was happy it was done. Um, because, because he, he, I mean, because I mean, everybody who knows Howard Stern knows his thing is, you know, like, that's one of his main platforms, the whole sex thing, you know? So yeah. the fact that there was a porn parody uh, about the Howard Stern show and he never mentioned it, he clearly didn't want it done. Um, because if you would have liked it, you would have mentioned it. Um, yeah. I think around so, that time, it, it was really interesting. A lot of porn parodies were starting to come out uh, based on people. And, and I know that there were a lot of them that were announced that ended up never happening. So maybe maybe these didn't necessarily get as great a reaction as uh, as some of the studios had hoped. Because I know that there was like an Elvis one that came out around that time. And I know that they had planned on like a Bruce Lee one. And there were some other ones that actually ended up never even happening. Right. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and we did. We did. I did American Hustle earlier this year. It was probably the biggest one we did this year. And I mean, that clearly, when that movie was made, you knew there was gonna be a porn parody of that. Well, yeah. I knew that. Um, but um, I, I don't mind. I don't. I don't. I'm not against. I mean, the only thing, like, we did. Your listeners are like this. We did like a, a Golden Girls parody, and I'm like, why the fuck are we doing a Golden Girls parody? Like. Who wants to see that, you know? Yeah, like, there's some... I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't like that. to don't judge people. I, I, but there are some parodies that I think should never be made. Like, no offense to the company that made the Smurfs, but the Smurfs. Right, like, what the hell is that? Right? Like, Smurfs? Like, I... Who... Who wants to watch a Smurf get fucked? Like, listen, if you want to do some anime Smurf, that porn, I'm down. But, like, playing a human blue and, like, watching them fuck... I don't get that. Like I, but but you know if, if but if you're doing like American Hustle, I get that. Okay, we yeah. everybody wants to see you know her fuck. Like everybody, you know, I get, I that's built for that. Um, but uh, I mean, there's, if, if there wasn't money in them, people wouldn't do them. So exactly, there's uh, everything that is released. There's an audience for that. For for that, you know, there there are people out there that enjoy it, and that's why stuff gets made. So, and that's right. You know, if it makes money they'll make more of it so absolutely guess that's the answer to that uh question or that uh, that, that theory or whatever you want to call it <laughs> so stepping away from porn parodies in general in the time that you've been in the industry as a performer who have been some of your favorite performers to work with now i'm not looking for like your top three or something just you know a small list of uh, favorites that uh, you've had the chance to work with Right. Yeah. I mean, I, there's so many girls that are great. Like it's just, uh, there's uh, the first names that always jump to mind. I mean, I, I mentioned her earlier uh, when I said Tori Lane, um, she'd been around forever and Tori Lane is like what porn stars should be. Yeah, you know, she's like awesome. she is, she is just her energy. She doesn't care. It's, it's not, she's attracted to you. Like she's there to kill out, like a, to knock out a great scene and to kill it. And she does it, and she's her energy is off the charts. She's just she brings it every time. Like if I was a director, I would hire Tori Lane. Um, not just that it's fun fucking her, but she, it's just I can count on her to to really bring energy. Um, uh, there was a there was a girl who came out uh, I want to say a year and a half ago, uh, Romy Rain, when she first came out. Um, she had a ton of energy, and she was a great performer. Um, she's kind of stepped away a little bit. She's still there, but like 
uh, I don't know really life, you know, porn people dip in and out a lot. Um, but uh, the, the new girl, as far as if I, if I, if I tell everybody, like, I, someone I'm actually, like, I'm actually a fan of, and both as a person, as a performer in every aspect, is uh, Carter Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, a, she's a new girl, and she doesn't have, like, personally, there's this whole trend in porn that's been for years now, which is, like, the girl next door thing. And I don't get it. When I was a kid jerking off to porn, it was like, you know, Jenna Jameson, you know, um, there was uh, uh, Chase Lane and like just, you know, girls that were like, they looked like porn stars. Like if you saw them walking through an airport, you'd be like, that's a hooker or a porn star. And I like that. I don't, I'm not into the whole girl next door look. Um, but, but, but Carter Cruz is, she's a great performer. She, her sexual energy is just fucking off the charts. She loves sex. Um, a lot of chicks in the business don't like sex. Um, she loves sex. Mm-hmm. Um, Chanel, Chanel Preston. Like I, I mean, if, yeah. if someone were to say to me who should win Best Newcomer of the Year, AVN this year, it would be Carter Cruz. Someone said who should win Performer of the Year, it should be Chanel Preston. Like I don't quite get why Chanel Preston doesn't get the love she she's due, in my opinion. Um, she's she's really a good performer. Mm-hmm. I like, agree. I, I see I see girls on set all the time, and I mean I can tell you who's good performers and who's not, and there's nobody really better than Chanel Preston. Like she's fucking really good. I mean she's beautiful, you know, and um, she, she's she's fantastic. Uh, other there's some other girls that like. Um, I mean, like, I would put, you know, Carter Cruz and Chanel Preston, like, those are some of the girls um, that are just, like, great performers. And then there's other girls. There's kind of uh, the list of girls that I call, like, I'm just lucky that I'm in this world because it would never happen otherwise, which is, like, you know, like, Summer Brielle. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, she's, are you kidding me how hot she is? Like, Summer Brielle is so hot, and I get a fucker. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? Like, and and it, it's... Uh, there are some guys who want a girl to be a great performer. I would love you to be a great performer, but if you if you look as hot as Summer Brielle, I just be there. That's cool. Like Summer Brielle is like that. Nicole Aniston is like that. Um, uh, Capri Cavani is like Capri Cavani is. You kidding me? And I mean, she's you know ridiculously hot. You know, and yet some of these some of these women are just just off the charts. Yeah, man, just yeah. off the charts hot. Good choices, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, could, I love talking about the girls, so that's... Well, we're going to continue I, talking I about that. them right now, actually, because I'm curious to know, who have you not worked with that you'd like to do a scene with? Uh, okay, so so I always wanted to work with uh, Jules Ventura. I, I did a blow bang with her, but I've never actually just gotten a fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's hot. Yeah, but like the number one chick that that always comes to the top of my head, that like I've never had sex with, that I would just ugh. she's she's and you know you you as a performer like you don't as a performer like you, you start to like not care because you know it's such a job that like you don't you're you're never like a fan of somebody you know you're never like oh I want to I would give anything to fuck Chanel Preston because you know Chanel you know so you don't. It's weird. Like you don't you don't view them as as I viewed them before I was in the business. You know, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. No, and that's um, I mean that's how 
it should like, be. I mean, yeah, it, it like, would be kind of weird for you to fanboy out on, like, right. you know, so-and-so. Right. So, like, but I mean, as far as, like, just the one girl that I think is the hottest girl that I've just, I've never gotten to work with, and I just, it was funny because <laughs> uh, I, I had a friend who used to be a director, and every single, she was new in the business, every single time, it's Samantha's thing, and every single time um, that he asked me, you know, it's cool, when, you, when your friend is a director, he'll just say, hey, who do you want to work with? Like, it, it's like your boy hooking you up. It's ridiculous, but sometimes that's how it works, as long as it falls within the, the plot line of the movie and the budget, the budget being more important sometimes. Um, and and every single time, it became like this running joke, because he would be like, who do you want to work with? I'm like, Smith, thing. He's like, and she was new, and she was before she was with Wicked, even. And um, mm-hmm. he's like, she's not, because she, at the time, she was living in wherever she lived. It wasn't L.A. And she just never, whenever he was shooting, she was never in town. I asked him like four times, like, Samantha Saint, Samantha Saint, Samantha Saint. And it just, I never got to work with her. So, like, I mean, to me, she is what a porn star should look like. She is tall. I, I like tall girls. So she's, she's tall, blonde, like, great tits. Just that she's got that porn look and she's just smoking hot. And from everything, I, I've talked to her a few times, but everyone says nothing but nice things about her. Um, so that, that would be, Samantha Saint would probably be at the top of the list. Nice. Good choice, man. As you've been in the game for five years as a performer, my question for you is, are there any people in the industry? Now, this these could be you know, directors or fellow performers that you look up to at, in the business, you know, whether it's inspiration as far as, you know, looking at their career trajectory and how you want yours to be or, you know, or maybe even aspirations as far as, you know, getting behind the scenes again and actually directing and creating your own productions and that kind of thing? I mean, I don't know if... Maybe because I'm... I'm I, I, there, I don't know if there's anyone I, I would say I look up to. Um, but there are people... Like the one difference, because I, I did... I, like I told you I started out with a little bit of mainstream stuff and now, you know, full-blown porn. And the one... Thing that I love about porn that is completely different from mainstream is like I remember uh, one of the first movies I did um, and and they the, the production system was carrying in like tubs of you know chips and food and shit and I, <laughs> I remember Evan Stone went over and like picked up one of the crates and helped him walk it in like just with the lighting guy and the PA guy you know and you don't see, like, you're not going to see, no offense to any mainstream actor, like, you're not going to see some A-list Hollywood actor, you know, picking up coolers and carrying them on the set. Like, and in porn, there's no, there's no, like, hierarchy. Like, there's on mainstream where people are fighting for roles or they're trying to get here. There's, everyone, it, it very much is like a family. Like, you'll have nitpicking, you'll have people talking shit about each other on Twitter and fights and that type of bullshit, which you're going to have in any um, aspect of life. But but everyone in porn is, like, very close-knit. And, I, I mean, I consider, there's no one I look up to, but there's people, like, I consider people um, very, very dear friends and very, very close to me. I mean, there's, like, Barrett got me started, and uh, one of his best friends was right on the same path as far as, Another person who helped me a tremendous amount, Eric Masterson, um, uh, Brad Armstrong, and Jessica Drake. 
uh, were, were literally one of the first people I knew. Um, I actually gave Brad a ride home, and I didn't even know who the hell he was. Um, and he, you know, and and he was extremely nice. Me, uh, Francois. Um, there's there's so many people who have who I'm very indebted to because they hired me on set and when I had no money and um, there's just so many people that mean so much to me in the business. Um, so it's, it's not necessarily people I, I look up to so much as people I just really respect and, and like, which is, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, and trust also, um, uh, I, I trust and and respect a lot of people in the business because in this industry you don't have health plans and retirement. You're always hustling, and uh, it's not it's not easy. Like if if you're people that I mentioned, like Brad and and Jessica and Barrett and and Francois and um, those people are they're not lazy. There's a lot of lazy people in porn and in LA really. Um, and they're very, they're always on top of it. Um, and, uh, Jackie St. James, who I have come to know this year, I adore Jackie St. James. Um, and she is just like, she's headed right for the top. Um, cause she knows what she's doing and she's good at it. And she's, if, if not, she, she's already one of the best directors. Um, I, I, I love watching her career, not so much that I want to follow in her footsteps, but so much that I like seeing, she has this vision of where she wants herself to be, and she's getting there. And that's great. Um, it's great to see people have success. Um, so yeah, there's just so many people in the business that just means so much to me. Um, yeah. I like that, man. Another great answer. I'm really enjoying the interview, man. You're bringing it with the answers. That's good. I appreciate it. Absolutely, bro. You're welcome. Okay, so this is a question that I always like asking because I think it's interesting because some people do and some people don't. And the reasons why they do or why they don't is usually really interesting. So my question for you is, do you watch your own scenes or, or films, uh, you know, the, the features or whatnot? I, I have, but like... For example, I told you Psycho was the thing that gave me my break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was nominated for Best Actor. Um, I, by the way, I think porn awards, I think all awards are stupid. Like, really stupid. And I think porn awards are like another level of stupid. Um, I, Tell I me don't how you really care feel. If I, ever, I don't care if I ever win one. I just really, really think it's just a ridiculously dumb idea. I mean, I think, keep in mind, I think the Heisman is stupid, okay? Like, I think the idea that it's usually, like, the best, like, white quarterback on the best winning team. It's like, really? Like, that's, that. I don't like awards. I think, if I'm a sports fan, I want my team to win championships or have, like, the most home runs in the season. MVP? I mean, how are you going to nail down an MVP? Like, who, oh, so you're saying this person's more important than this person? I think the idea is that people get in a room and they all say, okay, we thought you had the best acting performance. Like, that's, here's a trophy. Like, that is, like, what are we, like, five years old? Like, that's stupid. Like, (laughs) people 
maybe there's some money with it. Like, here's a trophy and a new car. Now I'm, now I'm in. It's still a dumb idea, but like, then I would at least care. Maybe like, I just think the whole awards thing are just beyond dumb. Um, Ryan but, McLean is all kinds of awesome right now. But and by the way, I will not say that on stage if I ever win. But I will not change my my belief in it. Like I really don't care. Like I just don't. It's just stupid. Um, but yeah, but okay. So Psycho, I was nominated what Best Actor, um, and my friend told me like, dude, he's like, have you seen the trailer? It looks awesome. And like I to this day, like I never watched it. I just I have seen some of my sex scenes because I just like to. I liked all, it rarely, but occasionally, like, I'll jerk off to one just because it was, like, so awesome that that chick is so hot and I gotta have sex with her. Like, I can go fanboy on the whole situation just because, like, some of the girls I get have sex with are so hot and that's so ridiculously cool. Um, but I don't seek out, like, some people seek out their scenes. Like, they watch all of it, and I don't do that. I, 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 I've never, like, American Hustle this year, right, is nominated for a bunch of crap, and I've never watched that. Like, I've, and I never will. I just don't care. Um, so, so, I mean, you, I mean, I would say I've watched some of my scenes, like some of my, like, but I've never watched any of my feature stuff, really. I just, it's not that I don't care, but, like, I've watched some of, I've done some Cinemax movies, and occasionally, I, I watched one of those one night, not all the way through, because <laughs> who does, right? But, no, but, like, <laughs> um, I watched it just because, like, it was on, like, after a Brad Pitt movie, and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, Brad Pitt had a movie, and then I was in starring in the next one after Brad that. Brad Pitt was so your like opening act. <laughs> exactly. But, like, uh, so, yeah. So, I um, I watched some of that, but, like, I just, I, I very rarely watch it. So, it, I, I'll watch some of the, the hot chicks I get banged with it. Okay. I was going to ask this a little bit later on, but since you just mentioned it, I'm curious to know. When you do... Like a softcore, Cinemax, Skinemax, whatever you want to call it, uh, type of production. Because you do porn, and because typically you're you're paired up with another performer. Although sometimes they, you know, they they do pair up um, non-porn performers. You know, performers that just do these type of Skinemax type productions with porn performers. How does that work? Like how? Because, I mean, we've interviewed, oh, I should say, I've got the chance to interview some, some people that, that actually act in the mainstream world. And so, you know, they discuss things like, you know, the modesty sock and this, that, or the other, and you're not really that nude, and there, there are things covering up certain areas. How does that work when you're a porn star? Right, like, okay, well, for example, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, when you said, because I've done I've done a bunch, I've done at least six or seven of them, which is a lot of, like, softcore movies. Um, like, when you just said the modesty sock, I literally, to myself, I was like, what the fuck is the modesty sock? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, like, that's like some mainstream talk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not my dialogue. Like, that's not our dialogue. Like, no one, we've never called it the mod. like, what the, what the modesty sock? Like, it's fucking pantyhose. They make you put it on your cock. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it's so, it's, it's so annoying, dude, because, it, like, take your panty, like, take pantyhose and, Wrap it around your balls and your dick, and then go fake fuck somebody for it. The first, I like doing the soft core because it's cool to like, dude. Because I, you know, some of the directors actually are are very cool people because they're kind of in between porn and mainstream. So like, they're kind of some of the coolest directors I've met do the soft core stuff. So I like working for them. 
lot. Um, and one of the, the casting people, uh, Robert Lombard, for a lot of that stuff, uh, is a friend of mine, great guy, has done a tremendous amount of stuff for me by getting me casting that stuff. Um, but the thing, it was funny, because I remember the first time I did Softcore, I was like, oh, well, yeah, this is why I do porn. I fucking hate this. Like, like, it's not that I hate it. Like, I would do it again. if someone, I'd be excited about it. But, like, get, I would rather have sex today than not have sex. And you don't, in the soft course, like, you don't get the fuck. Like, there's not, you're not having sex with the person. Even if it's a porn girl, like, you're not, because the mainstream people are, like, very, um, I don't know, uh, normal. <laughs> so I don't want to see people naked having sex in front of them. So like, it's sometimes you forget yourself because, um, yeah, I, I've just been naked in front of so many people that like, just nothing phases me. Um, but like, and you, you get mainstream quote unquote, like B actresses or whatever who will do that. And you know, what's funny is I, the first time I got cash for it, I was like, oh my God, I was thinking about all the chicks. There was a series when I was a kid called like Emmanuel. Mm-hmm, yes. And like some, Krista They're, Allen, they, I think was her name. Yeah, they come out with it like every couple of years and it's, yeah. They always, yeah, like, they always change like, the girl. Right. Well, when I was growing up, it was this, this Krista Allen chick who actually, she was in, I know all this shit because I was obsessed with hot bitches when I was in high school. She actually was in, uh, she was in this, she was a hot chick in the elevator in Jim Carrey's The Liar Liar movie. Like, that's how much I jerked off to this chick. Like, I know some random ass fact like that. But, like, so, so I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like so excited. I'm headed to this softcore thing. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work with this, like, Krista Allen looking like, I don't know, it won't be her, but it'll be somebody smoking hot like that. I don't get a fucking, but I'll get, like, fucking her tits and shit. That'll be awesome. So, like, I show up, and, like, the chick I'm working with is not, not even a, not even half as hot as the porn chicks I get to work with. And I was mm. so disappointed, because it's just, like, a lot of porn girls these days are hot. And so, when you're doing the softcore stuff, it's just not, it, it's not as, uh, it, it, you, you do have the sock. Like, you, you cannot, you do have that thing, the modesty sock. That you have to wear, like you have to, you know. Um, and honestly, for a lot of, uh, like when you're shooting, for example, for Wicked, you have to do hardcore and softcore. Um, and just so you know, all porn people across the board, we fucking hate softcore. So, all you people who enjoy the softcore sex, including I watch all softcore sex, even though I still do hardcore, I'll just watch softcore sex and jerk off to it because the women are hot. But like, it's a pain in the ass. Like, we all fucking hate it. Because, because <laughs> you, sometimes, like, some, it depends on the girl, like, if she'll let you still fuck her. Like, some girls, they're pussy sore, so, like, when we go to, okay, like, now we're shooting softcore, and they're like, please, you know, just don't fuck me. So, like, just take your dick out and not fuck her. Um, but some girls are cool, and some girls will just let you fuck them, and you just have to, like, cover it up so that, um, but yeah, but we have to do, like, we'll have to go back and do, we'll finish the entire sex scene, like half hour or whatever, an hour or whatever it is, and then we'll have to go back and do, like, 20 minutes of softcore. And it's so, the director hates it, we hate it, camera guy, everyone fucking hates softcore in the adult world, because it's just, 
it's just like this thing we have to do. And like you're doing like a softcore blowjob and like who watches that, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Softcore is something we hate to do in porn, but we have to. Yeah, a softcore blowjob. Just a lot of head bobbing and um, and fake right. moaning. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you broke that down a bit because I'm sure I was actually curious about that and I'm sure a lot of the listeners were probably curious about what exactly goes on with softcore, especially since you're so well, used to actually having full-on sex. And, and the, Yeah, and the thing is, too, when you're doing... It can be a bit of an ego trip, to be honest with you, when you're on, like, a softcore movie, because, like, they view you as, like, a sex pro, right? Because you sort of are. And so, like, but it's all, it's all diagrammed out. You know, before you do a soft, like, a cinematic sex scene, you're like, okay, well, we're going to do here, okay? It's like, it's like diagramming, like, a fight, you know? Then you're like, okay, then I'm going to turn her here. And then she's going to be here. We'll do this, then this, then we'll go. And you do, you diagram everything out. And where when you're shooting for Naughty America, you're like, and action. And you just, like, maybe you'll say, like, okay, we, let's do doggy. Like, maybe you'll go over, like, let's do, but you won't, you won't physically act out the positions beforehand. You'll just yeah. name off, okay, let's do doggy, reverse, like, you know. So, um, so yeah, you, it's very choreographed. Okay, that's interesting. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? I don't know. Um, I maybe fourteen. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't because my life things were different. Like I had to watch scrambled porn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have. I mean, if I had these smartphones, these kids have now that we have now. I would, like, never, ever get anything done. My dick would be, like, raw. If I was, like, a 15-year-old with, like, a fucking smartphone. <laughs> like, when I... The internet started, we would have to, like... Like, the whole dial-up thing. And, like, you'd have to, like, load a picture. So, like, porn was not easy. I know that the very first paycheck I ever got, I used it on porn. Um, I bought a VHS of Playboy Cheerleader... And uh, Julia Ann and Janine Stripped's Blondage thing. Those were the two things I ever did with the money I earned. Okay. So. All right now. That's what's up, man. Well, it's, it's good to know that you were supporting an industry that you would end up being a part right. of. Right. <laughs> right. That's good to hear. We approve of that message. Yeah. Okay, so now let me ask you the question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters and people that are loving your work are probably dying to know because everyone seems to seems to want to know this number when it comes to male performers. And uh, the question is, how much is Ryan McLean packing? <laughs> Not you know they'd be disappointed because. I mean, I'm I'm thinking, like, six. Like, I'm like an average guy. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit like, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say six, average guy. I don't, I have measured my cock, but it was so fucking long ago, I can't remember the exact, I remember thinking I was, like, average. And I don't know how I'm in porn as, like, an average guy. I just am. 
Um, I don't even know. And like some days, it's some days. It's, sometimes it's good because sometimes a lot of chicks like fucking you because they're not torn up. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it actually can work to your advantage in the fact that like a chick will enjoy working with. Like, I'm not gonna say like chicks don't like big dicks because they do, but like when you've got a big dick and you're getting railed by it for an hour, like, you can't do that every day of the week. Like, you're going to be sore. So, like, you get me and you're like, oh, good. Like, I like I never tell a chick, like, a chick's like, oh, how big are you? I'm like, yeah, trust me, you're fine. Like, you're not, you're cool. Like, don't worry. Don't sweat it. Um, yeah, it's just not, uh, just an average guy doing a non-average job. <laughs> there you go. I like the sound of that. Okay, and, um, in relation to talking about your junk, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot for a scene? Like, do you, are you the type of person that, uh, you know, tries to hydrate before a scene or make sure that you eat certain things the day before, you know, you abstain from, you know, doing this out of the other? Like, do you do anything in um, particular, you know, to make sure that the pop is good? Yeah, I don't, I mean, there's pills floating around and stuff. That's supposed to help with that. I've never taken any of those. I don't know if they work or they could work for all I know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that stuff, but I just, I try to keep a fairly, Oh, like before a scene, I'll have like, I'll go to Chamba Juice and have a smoothie or like a, you know, some yogurt in the morning, something like that. Like I'll, I'll do a little stuff, which doesn't hurt it. Um, the thing I care more about besides, uh, in addition to the size of the pop shot is the taste. Um, and especially if it's a girl, like if I know in advance two or three days, like who I'm working with and it's a girl that I like, not like, Oh, I want to date her, but like, I think she's really hot and I respect her and like working with her. Then what you put in your body, uh, secretes while you're sweating. So if you're eating junk food for three days, you're going to, when you're sweating, that that's, what's going to, you're not going to smell crystal clean because you're not crystal clean. So, um, so it's, it's more just try to keep your, your pop shot as, as either flavor free or as, as good tasting as possible, which is just a lot of fruits and then just try to avoid the, you know, the junk food. Um, so it's more just a healthy eating habits than a particular thing I do. Okay. But if she's a bitch, you scarf down the Funyuns. Right. If she's a bit like, if I know I'm working with, I'm like, all right, I'm getting some Chick Fil A on my way to set, which is ironic because I'm getting Chick Fil A on my way to fuck money. But I love Chick Fil A, so they can just deal with it. There you go. How often do you work out, and do you consistently have to watch what you eat? In particular, you know, if you have shoots coming up. I I work out a lot. Um, probably. Uh, one or two times a day. Um, and if I work out twice a day, let's say the first session will be 45 to 50 minutes and the second session will be 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I do not believe that you need to go to the gym for two hours at a time and kill yourself. I think that's overkill and I don't think your body is going to react to that necessarily well. Um, but I, I do work out. Uh, I try to work out every every day, um, in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and 
I'm sorry, what was the second part of it? Do you, Working out and... Do you consistently have to watch what you eat, in particular? What oh, you know okay, you yeah, no, um... A little bit, not... You just gotta, you gotta avoid junk food just because it'll just drag you down, um, energy-wise. But I do, like, I... My weakness is, is pizza and chocolate. I love chocolate, and I love pizza. So I have, like, I have basically a pizza night, like Saturday I'll have pizza or, and what I'll do is, what I'll do, this is how I've started, when I was, when I was in my, like, 20, I could just eat whatever the fuck I want, didn't matter at all, um, because I wasn't naked in front of the camera either, but, um, but what I do now when I'm eating, like, something that's not good for me, is I'll sit down if I get a pizza, so I sit down, I'm eating the pizza, and once I, like, get to that point where I slow down and I'm like, I... Like, oh, I don't necessarily need another slice. And I just take the pizza and I take it outside and I throw it away so that it's not even an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of that's kind of how I stop myself diet-wise. If I am eating something bad, the moment that I'm not starving anymore, I throw it out so that I can't eat any more of it. I like that. A lot of self-control with Ryan McLean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Ooh, uh, quirky. Um, I let's see, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I'm well. Okay. Uh, so here's something. This is quirky. Most people don't know this. I live uh, in an 88 square foot loft, and there is no bed and no shower and no TV. So I sleep on the floor every night and I get up and I go to the gym and I shower. So I have no bed and no shower and no TV. I live right on the beach. That's quirky, right? That's unique. (laughs) (laughs) So people ask me how you sleep on the floor and I tell them I usually in my day I go as hard as I can and then I'm exhausted, so I just mm-hmm. crash on the floor. And I've, I've been sleeping on the floor for two and a half years now. Um, I've heard it's like some something... of the best sleep that you can get. Yeah, it's it's weird now. When I sleep in a bed, I'll wake up and my back will be sore. And I'm not joking. Like, that's... Um, I I sleep great. Yeah, I mean, I, granted, I mean, I mean, it's to the extreme. I mean, I have hardwood floors. So, like, it is not... I'll put, a, like, a... Like a comforter down but that's i mean very thin there's no air mattress or or any type of thing padding really um yeah so i sleep on the floor i have no tv and my place is ridiculously small um and i just i save my money that's so so i i I think that's quirky i don't know a whole lot of people who do that yeah that's true i agree describe yourself in 10 words or less Does it have to be a sentence, or do you kind of just randomly say some words? It could just be... You could create a sentence, or you could just randomly say some words. Uh, Family, passion, loyalty, and... That's it. That's it. Family, passion, loyalty. I like to laugh. Sounds good. Good choices. 
So as we start getting to the end of the interview, I want to allow your fans and supporters out there to get to know some of your favorites. So I have this list of five uh, pop culture-oriented questions for you. And uh, now the first one I'm actually quite scared about since you don't have television, but I'm going to ask it anyway because people don't necessarily have Well, I have have had television in the past. Okay, okay, so that's good. You're not the mountain man, are you? Not quite. Okay, sounds good. Close enough. The beach man. Right. Yes. So the first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your current favorites or five of your all-time favorites. Just five favorite TV shows. Okay. Uh, Cosby Show. I don't care what anybody says about him. He's hilarious. Um, Cosby Show. Uh, I loved this show, the the late show with Craig Kil- when Craig Kilborn was hosting mm-hmm. it. That yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frasier, actually. Um, I love this. I love sitcoms. Uh, Frasier, Cosby Show, Kilborn, um, two others. Uh, South Park. And, uh, let's say there's a, there was a TV show back in the day named, uh, Coach. Yes. That's what's up, man. We're we're of the same generation, so I know everything that you're talking about. Right. <laughs> it's like brings back memories of the nineties. Right. I love the nineties, yeah. yeah. I like to go back. Yeah. Nineties had a lot of great television. Yeah. Next question. Who are four of your all time favorite music artists? Okay, um Michael Jackson. Uh, Kenny Chesney. I like country music, so it's going to be some country people here. Uh, Michael Jackson, Kenny Chesney, uh, Jay-Z, and... Um, this, is out, this is out of nowhere, but I'm going to say it. Miranda Lambert. Okay. Interesting eclectic mix right there. <laughs> Next up, what are three of your most favorite films? Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Uh, That's right. Uh, Jerry Maguire is my favorite movie. Uh, The original Batman, 1989. Um, And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Now we're going to be BFFs, because those are great choices, (laughs) but you said Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Although, I prefer Batman Returns to the original Batman. Okay, okay. By the way, I thought it was something I enjoyed more than Coach, by the way, which my fifth would not be Coach, it would be Seinfeld. I forgot about Seinfeld. Okay, another good choice. Yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah, Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is fantastic. I mean, I could watch that all day, every day. It's just so good. Yeah. Cool. And uh, next up, what are two foods you can't live without? Uh, Well, uh, pizza, pepperoni, pizza. And, uh, steak. Okay. And the last question of this set, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Well, we won't say pizza because we just said that. Um. Something chocolatey? (laughs) Uh, I love, um, you know, okay, so here's something I should never fucking eat. It's horrible for you. It's horrible for your teeth and just everything about it. 
But when I go to the movies, I love to get milk duds. Mm-hmm. And those are horrible for you, because I love those. I don't think I've ever had a milk dud in my life. I, you know, I hadn't until, um, I think, I think it was Tori Black was the first person I was with, and she had one. And I think that was the first time I had a milk dud, and I've eaten them ever since, like when I go to a movie. Not all the time, but that would be, be something right there that I should definitely not eat. That's interesting. Shout out to Tori Black. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. What's next for Ryan McLean? What's coming up that you can talk about, that you can sort of tease the listeners as uh, to things that they should be on the lookout for in the near future from you? Uh. I would look look out for um, anything. I'm getting hired with Wicked a lot. Um, I've worked for Stormy, uh, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, she's and awesome. I've, I'm working for Jonathan Morgan. Both those people I like. Um, and so I would look out anything in the Wicked area. Uh, Brad Armstrong just used me for his cover for his latest movie, Sinner's Ball, but it's just my abs. <laughs> <laughs> he told me like when they, they he hired me for the photo shoot because he's like he needed someone with great abs and have Jessica Drake on one side and Oscar Kier on the other and um, so yeah so yeah so I knew my head was gonna be cut off but that for the center's ball that's my body uh, and then Claim anything it. with right and then uh, new sensations Jackie St James uh, is is arguably my favorite person to work for and so I'm sure there's gonna be more stuff coming up with her in the near future. Okay, sounds good. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social networking sites, all the goodies? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very low-key with that. Uh, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I do not have my own website. The only place besides the companies I work for is my Twitter, which is Ryan McLean, which is M-C-L-A-N-E. Um, yeah, so, but my, my Ryan McClain Twitter, I'm on there every day. I see all the mentions. I see all the direct messages. I see every, I'm, I'm tweeting. I, I started, since I only have the one thing, I try to stay active on it. So, so that's the one thing. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? No, just uh, thank you for for everything for watching. Um, there, are, we we like the fact that we have fans. Everybody likes having fans, and there are times when you know we're doing a scene. And you think about fans getting off to you fucking the girl, and it's just um, that you're appreciated. So, so thank you. Sounds good, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview as well. You were fantastic, man. Your answers were so good. And, you know, it was really great to to get to know some of the intricate nature of uh, the industry from your perspective. Because you really brought a lot of, uh, you know, since you worked behind the scenes, you really brought a lot of that into your answers, which was really great. It was sort of a a different uh, side to the porn story, for lack of a better word. Cool. Cool. I'm glad I could shed some light on that. 
Absolutely, man. And listeners also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppy chulo radio and like us on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio with that ryan mclean and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night